Reese, are you alive? Yes, Jason, I'm back. I'm alive. Yeah. Yeah. I was a bit sketchy yesterday. Apologies to everyone out there. We uh, had every intention of recording the podcast at our usual time slot on Tuesday nights, but um, both Reese and I needed just an extra day to recover from Magic Round. It, um, it got us good this year, so I, uh, yeah. I was clubhouse leader two out of the three days, I'm pretty sure, wasn't I, Reese? That's debatable, Jake. That is debatable. I'm pretty sure I won Friday and Sunday nights. I'm pretty sure I was... You the, definitely uh, didn't win anything. You definitely didn't win the weekend, that's for sure. I definitely was MVP two of the three nights, so um, I'll take that. Saturday, I've... Uh, agree to disagree. Saturday, I think I may have been missing in action, but um, yeah, great if weekend. If I say you were, we'd both be wrong. <laughs> it was a great weekend. Uh, my first time with you boys in the uh, in the court box at Magic Ground. It was uh, a nice big box. Um, that's always what you want, and uh, plenty of legroom space. Plenty of drinks were had. Uh, plenty of former great players came in, had a handshake, couple of couple of photos and drinks with them. It was great. Uh, what yeah, was your... let's trot. <laughs> yeah, at a car, let's trot. He came in and said hi as well, uh, mate. From Magic Ground, best game and moment. For you from the weekend? Oh, for me, the best game was the Broncos, 38 nil. Yeah. I was up and down on Friday night. It was so good for the Broncos to have a win that I didn't have to have a heart attack through the game. <laughs> it definitely was the best like performance by a team. I thought they were absolutely one-way traffic. They were very, very clinical, the Broncos, and... You know, I think everyone had been there for a couple of hours, sort of going through the snooze fest of the uh, Knights Dogs game. So everyone was definitely on the Terps. And then uh, by the time the Broncos game started, that 40 plus thousand crowd was absolutely electric. And uh, I, I think it's fair to say they scored that early try. And I reckon the crowd basically got the Bronx home after that. Like that crowd was absolutely buzzing, like an origin atmosphere. Oh, yeah, it was definitely the crowd. The crowd was just unreal. Up in the box, there's a fair few Broncos supporters as well. So everyone's just hot five and carrying on. Alex Glenn and Matt Gillette were up there. So it was good to see them boys get into it as well. It was, um, all right, that was, for me, that was the best game of the weekend. The other game I enjoyed was probably the Roosters and the Eels. Mm, good quality uh, game, that one. Yeah. yeah. Watching all eight team, oh, 16 teams, eight games, you can definitely tell that there is a uh, different class of comp. When the Panthers and Storm come out, even though the Storm Panthers blew out, you could see the passes were just crisp and the tackles yeah. were everything was just faster and harder. Yeah. And then you watching the watching the ball fest of uh, the Bulldogs and Knights. That was the slowest game of rugby league I've ever seen in history. Yeah, was, they were basically walking through the game. And the same thing with um, really the Titans and Dragons game. It was just a even though it come down to golden points, both those teams deserve no points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you like you said, you can definitely see the four or five top teams in the comp compared to the rest. We'll get into Manly a bit later. I thought they were just utterly disappointing. I'm not sure what's going on with, with Turbo and the boys there. They've they've had a couple of blowout sort of games this year, which sort of makes you think, are they are they actually going to contend at all this year? For me, I I did really enjoy the Roosters Parramatta game. It seemed like that was really the only game that had sort of a contest about it. A lot of the games seemed like there was quite decent halftime leads. Some teams got up by like two, three try leads at halftime. So, yeah, a lot of the games weren't really sort of in the balance. There was a couple of comebacks late by some teams, but uh, I thought the the Roosters-Parramatta game was probably the game for me. 
moment for the weekend. I've got two, one on-field, one off-field, um, two Largies pass. I've, I've watched the highlight of that maybe 20 times. I still don't know how he passed that ball inside. Absolute freak. He was absolutely doing a Superman in midair. And uh, normally guys, when they try and hoik a ball from like running off the field, they, they'll throw it back like jump off the ground and throw it back and use that strength and momentum. He had already jumped and was in air and it was a last second decision to throw the ball back in. So the strength to be able to throw that ball was just, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was a pretty good try right in front of us down in the corner there. Mm. Everyone looked around at each other in the box and went, how do you get that in? (laughs) (laughs) I thought thought he was out for sure. And then all of a sudden the Cowboys are celebrating a try and I'm like, wait, huh? What? He didn't get that ball. It felt like he was in the air for about, Five minutes. <laughs> it was. And the next yeah. time the ball just gets popped, popped up in the air and Drinkies just scores straight there. But um, I think Phil the Blues had him on for first try score as well, Drinkies. So they're pretty happy up mm. and about. There you go. Um, I also love the kiss cam. The kiss cam in between the, the, the games and also the halftime break. There was, uh, yeah, great laughs had by all. Probably don't get to see them uh, sitting at home watching the games on the TV. But uh, yeah, the kiss cams and the obvious cam, oblivious cam, or whatever it was called. Um, yeah, it might. I was more of a fan of the oblivious camera. <laughs> Pretty good, eh? Some people. Old mate having a snooze. <laughs> yeah, old mate having a snooze. A couple of people there just reading their novels, not even watching the game. Although that was, that was that was a pretty good one, that one. So, yeah, fantastic weekend. Um, absolutely. If you're someone who absolutely loves your rugby league and you've never gone to Magic Round, I, you've got to book yourself in next year, get to Brisbane. Hopefully it's not torrential rain like we experienced on the weekend. wasn't really the greatest weather for it. But, um, yeah, it is a great spectacle yeah, for rugby league fans. Even with the weather, the football was still awesome. Like, how many points were scored over the weekend? They look like dry weather football anyway, so I was stoked with the footy. Yeah, you weren't complaining about the rain because we were undercover, but uh, I guarantee if you're one of those oh. poor saps out there with the ponchos and the wet stands and everything, you probably weren't enjoying the weather that well. Yeah, no, I'm not sitting in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mate, moving on from Magic Round, um, did you hear the news about Tom Brady the other day? He uh, signed a $375 million deal with Fox Sports in America to become an NFL broadcaster after this upcoming season when he retires. Um, despite never doing one day of broadcasting, uh, when was the last time that you were overpaid for a job or something you weren't even qualified to do? I'm underpaid at the moment. <laughs> On everything that I do, <laughs> righto. Oh, I've never been overpaid. I don't reckon I'm worth every cent. And Tom Brady probably is as well. What a legend! <laughs> Three hundred seventy-five million for ten years. I don't know. Like for someone who's never done broadcasting, that's a that's a decent deal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how much how much money that exists. They like or how that exists. Oh. even in Fox Sports rights, like how much are they paying for the NFL? Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea. Like, I mean, yeah. Three hundred seventy-five million. That's about probably what six trillion Australian dollars. So uh, he could probably buy Australia with that money. So um, that's just one person in their broadcast deal. Yeah. <laughs> when he rocks up to work, does everyone go home and go? Oh, you can do it by yourself. Yeah. No. There's uh Yeah. There's money that we think we have in sports here in Australia, and then there's American money, and and, and NFL money is just up there again. It's just ridiculous. So, oh, well, good. How on much him. would Michael Jordan get paid to get be a broadcaster? Well, Michael Jordan doesn't want to do it. Michael Jordan's Michael Jordan's happy sitting in his massive house by the beach talking to no one. So he's uh, not the money grabber type like LeBron and Tom Brady are. He just wants to go away and smoke his cigars and uh, talk to no one. 
Uh, mate, the going back from the weekend, uh, the Storm, they kind of struggled a little bit, I thought, in that game um, without Pappy and Hughes. Now, all the news today was about... Uh, Craig Bellamy committing to at least one more season with the Storm next year. Uh, Munster's still under contract for next year, but both of them have left the door open to possibly leave the Storm in 2023. So after watching that game on the weekend with no Pappy and no Hughes, I just thought Munster was a little bit missing in action. So do you think he's probably the guy that the Dolphins want to be chasing? If I was 15 other teams in the NRL, I would be doing everything I can to get Cam Munster's signature. He is an absolute gun. You take the best, you take the starting half and starting fullback out of any team, they're going to struggle to win. Mm. Look, if Hughes was there on the weekend, he cut, he got a late um, exclusion from the game. Hey, the Knights, the, Knights, the Knights won without Jake Clifford on the weekend. Come on. Yeah, like I said, if you've got a quality starting half and fullback getting pulled out of the game, yeah, Adam Clune, uh, any team's going to struggle. I thought Munster was still really good. Harry Grant got injured in the first couple of sets. So he couldn't really do too much either. So Munster's out there by himself. Cooper Johns, he is lucky to have a contract anywhere. He's at best a Q Cup player. So when he gets his couple of games a year, um, mm. he's not helping the Storm do too much. And when you're only missing one year, you can probably cover Cooper Johns. But when you're missing two two good players, yeah. any team's going to struggle. Mm, and um, oh, if I was any, any club out there, 15, 15 other teams, they should be or 16 other teams when you throw the Dolphins in there, all trying to get his signature. I'd uh, pay 1.5 Munster. No sweat. That's all right. The Knights have got uh, Anthony Milford, mate, so we don't need Munster. He's probably going wrong as the next Bronco player. You probably need a few more Bronco players in your team. Mm, maybe. Might be up top of the table, then. <laughs> other news in the last couple of days. Trent Barrett, he's the first coach gone this year. Technically, he wasn't sacked, I guess. He did pull the pin and uh, decided to walk away, but he was probably a dead man walking anyway. Um, the dogs, yeah, well, Gus is, yeah, Gus strikes again, doesn't he? Like every club mm. he goes to, goes in, makes you clean out, and then yep. goes, Oh, we need a rebuild, we need a rebuild. We'll sack a few people, make me look, make me look good, mm. and then in a couple of years, we still have one. Yeah, I might walk out. Yeah, we've said it many times. Gus is a flog, he uh thinks he knows everything, but <laughs> like I said, he hasn't really won much without uh Brad Fittler and Ivan Cleary. So <laughs> Yeah. Gus is a bit Teflon coded, isn't he? Like yeah. no shit sticks to him. Yeah. The dogs had the worst attack this season by far. Um so where do they go to now? Oh, relegation. Them and the Knights should both be relegated. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. The dogs, I don't I don't know. They're they've basically right this season off, I think. Mm. Um if they if they win a couple more games this year, I'd be very surprised. Could be a very long year for uh the doggies. Yeah. Who do we want to run it straight from the weekend? I was really hoping to see Turbo, even though they are playing the Broncos, and I was happy that the Broncos won. Turbo, if he's not 100%, he needs to go back and get a bit of rehab on that knee. But if he is 100%, he needs to start running it straight again. Mm. Last year, he was great for. This mm. year, I haven't seen anywhere near that for. If Turbo's good to go, I want him to run it straight. Just get back into that. If he waited until after Origin, I'll probably be happy. <laughs> but... I still like seeing Turbo playing good. Yeah. I'll nominate uh, Talakai, the centre from the Sharks. Um, oh, he's had one good game and he's the best player in the world. Well, that's just it. A month ago, he had a little, you know, a couple of weeks stretch there. He was scoring some barnstorming tries and he had that big game against Manly, which I was able to see in person. But, uh, mate, he's been absolutely missing in action the last few weeks and so have the Sharks. I mean, they had that good sort of win against the Warriors a couple of weeks ago, but... 
Last week, they got absolutely blown off the park. Um, Nico Hines has gone to fullback, but now apparently he's coming back to his halfback role. Um, yeah, that's the worst decision ever. Yeah. Put, Nico, put, your best, put yeah. the best player that they've got in their team, yeah. change his position, and the, full, and the half position, like fullback and half, same, same week. Mm. The rest is for disaster. Yeah, that was a bit of a rookie coach error by uh, Craig Fitzgibbon, I thought, to put him at fullback those couple of games. But... Um, yeah, I'll nominate Talakai, mate. Um, look, New South Wales Origin selection was up there for you a month ago. I don't think you've done anything in the last few weeks to convince anyone that you're worthy of that position. And uh, he needs a big couple of games if he's going to try and push himself in for selection, if, especially if there's some guys out injured at the moment, like Latrell and Tommy Turbo, possibly. But, um, yeah, Talakai, we'll see what you've got to respond. Uh, have we got this week's Humi's hero? Humi's hero for this week is none other than Bronco's great Adam Reynolds. <laughs> Sorry, did you say Broncos yeah. great Adam Reynolds? Yeah, 100%. He absolutely... He's fine, he's bored, but you can't say that he didn't kill him on the weekend. Six from six conversions. He's got to try himself. But to get one, two, three, four tri-assists. What a play. Mm. Unbelievable. He absolutely had the ball singing the other night. So, Adam Reynolds... Great to see him find some great form. I don't know, all the other commentators are saying his best form he's ever played in his career. Just freer. Looks like he's enjoying his footy as well. Great to see. Broncos are on the up and Adam Reynolds is there to take him. Yeah, all right. No more Bronco talk. Uh, one more thing before we get into this weekend's preview for round 11, mate. Um, noticed an article the other day which I thought was worth mentioning. Uh, a judge ruled that calling men bald is sexual harassment and discrimination. During the hearing, the judges even moaned about their own baldness and the struggles that they've encountered. Reese, do you need to apologise to anyone on this podcast? My name literally in the title is Fat Reese. Um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Fair it's enough, mate. If Let's get into round 11 preview. This weekend's games kick off Thursday night, which is tomorrow, uh, or probably tonight whenever you listen to this podcast, 7.50pm at McDonald Jones Stadium in Newcastle. The Mighty Knights taking on the Inform Broncos. The Knights have gotten a few key players back, in particular their back row, Tyson Frizzell, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, Mitch Barnett. That's definitely their best-looking back row they've got. Daniel Sofidi, David Clemmer are going to be wanting a big game out for uh, Origin Selections now. Anthony Milford is the big inclusion. He's making his debut, first game in probably about six months for Milf. Uh, he's coming playing against his former team, uh, the team that dumped him and didn't want to bring him back. Um, bit of a revenge factor game here for Milford, but uh, you being a one-eyed Broncos supporter, Reese, how do you see this game going? Well, the NRL have done it again, haven't they? They've blocked Anthony Milford from coming back into playing any games for the last, what, 10, 11 weeks and finally found one where they're going to be playing next Broncos or ex-team in the Broncos. So, yeah, we're, you're allowed to play this week, Anthony, to get a bit more theatre for the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The Broncos just, they, they look good. They haven't got any changes this week. Tamari Martin, he's, he's better for another week there at fullback. Corey Oates and, and uh, Selwyn on the wings. They, they've been killing it. Corey Oates has found form that he hasn't seen in the last four or five years. So he's running hard. He's uh, scoring tries. He's got another double on the weekend. So he'll be there for another 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 game this week. Scoring tries again. Katani Staggs and Herbie in the centres. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's your tip? I don't want to hear about all your shit about the Broncos. Hey, mate. 
we've got a few wins now, so we're allowed to say stuff. Yeah, but this could be a trading run for the Broncos. A little bit harder than last week, but I'll say Knights uh, can't score a try. I'm going to pull back, probably drop it 16 times again. Mm. Um, are we going to score a try? 24-6, Broncos. Well, I say either team 10 points or less because there is a bit of an upset factor in here, I think, uh, with Milford being motivated. And I think he's going to, I think he's just going to add some creativity that the Knights desperately lack. Like you said, they need to score points and uh, they're one of the worst attacking teams in the comp. But Milford, mate, he's he's a veteran half, the way you look at it. And it's sort of what the Knights need is a veteran half because they've got. A lot of young and inexperienced guys in the in the spine, and I think Milford's just exactly what they need. He's nothing flash, but he's just more of a steady head. And uh, I think he, you know, he's still got a bit of speed about him. He's fresh; he hasn't played for six months, so you know he should be able to go out there and step a few guys and maybe make a couple of breaks. So um, yeah, I think I think he's got a good chance to have a big game in front of the big Newcastle crowd. There um, usually is always a pretty good game between the Knights and the Broncos. I'll just say any team. 10 points or less. So I think it'll be a little bit closer than you think it will be. Um, before we move on from this game, Kalen Ponga, now we both watched him on the weekend and in recent weeks. Um, Wraith and Astor, I think it was, came out, Corey Parker, sorry, came out with a list of uh, players that he would pay a million dollars for. He listed eight. Ponga wasn't one of them. Um, he was pretty woeful against the worst team in the comp last weekend. What's going on with him? What's happened? Two, three years ago, anyone was willing to give Kalen Ponga a million dollars a year to come to their club. Now it's almost like no one really wants him at all. What what seems to be happening with him there? Well, he's just given the captaincy. He's got that big pay about him. Does he care? I think he just does. Str- he care about footy because every time no, I, I see, every time I see his Instagram, he's putting new tires on cars. He's playing golf. He's he's doing a beer. He had a podcast. Like he just. He just seems to be doing a lot of things that don't really involve being a better footy player. And he doesn't really – he seems to have plateaued in the last couple of years. So you see a lot of guys with a lot of talent, you know, sort of step up, you know, as they mature and get older. He just – I don't know. I think he just seems like a guy who's maybe slightly immature and now they've given him the captaincy role as a desperate bid for him to stay. And I just don't know if he's captain material. I don't know if the guys in the team are really going to follow a guy who's too busy going to get strawberry milkshakes. I think he cares. He cares heaps. He just um, is struggling with a bit, bit too much pressure at the moment. Mm. Uh, he probably just needs to, someone to take he, take a bit of pressure off him in mm. his team, which isn't happening. Like, when's the last time the Knights won? Well, last week. Well, before that. They <laughs> played the Bulldogs. They played the Bulldogs. That's not a win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't even, they need someone else to help him out. Like Gag's not being there. Well, he's he's a possible late inclusion. They're saying like Dane Gay guy. He's definitely back next week. But the word is that tomorrow they'll make a game day decision if Gay guy can be back. So that would be another huge plus because they would be probably about eighty ninety percent at full strength if Gay guy's back in the lineup. Well, if Gag gets back, yeah, it takes a bit of pressure off him. But he's have to do everything in that team for the night. Yeah, and the other night he started terribly, dropped the ball yeah. three or four times. Yeah, he was never in that game at all, and they're lucky to lose over the line against the Bulldogs. So yeah, they were, but hopefully a win gets the boys a bit of morale boost, and um, hopefully they just put a good performance. So uh, we'll see Friday at six PM, Leichhardt Oval in Sydney. The West Tigers hosting the Bulldogs. This actually is a battle for the wooden spoon, fifteenth versus sixteenth at the moment. Um, the Tigers, yeah, they they kind of they had a good little first half or competitive first half against the Cowboys, and the Cowboys just 
went to another gear in the second half and blew them off the park. The Bulldogs, as we said, worst attacking team. They just sacked their coach. There doesn't seem to be much cohesion. Um, but usually when a coach gets sacked, sometimes the team usually comes out and uh, wins the next week. Do we see that happening this week, Reese? Oh, I've got no doubt the Bulldogs will be better this week. That's just how players are these days. They, they don't care about the yeah. coaches that much. If the coach no. is on the outer, the players just get behind the club and say, yeah, yeah, it's all his fault. So yeah. they probably will come out a bit freer this week and have a go. But one player I um, enjoyed watching on the weekend is uh, Jackson Hastings. Mm. He is busy on the field. Yeah. He yells at all his players. He goes one side of the field to the other. He... He's always behind the attacking line. He's just going, get there, get there, move here. All these forwards know where they have to be. The Cowboys are obviously too good for them. He just tries. Day, but, um, yeah, he just tries. He's just always competing. They're the type of players you want. Yeah, so also Luke Brooks was out this week for the Tigers, so that's a big out for them. Mm. Um, they're starting to gel a little bit better together. But that's Jock Madden. He's not too bad of a player. What I see here, which is the NRL added again, They've approved transfer from Brett Naden straight from the Bulldogs, and he's lining up against the Bulldogs this week for West Tigers. Are you saying possible conspiracy theory? They took, what, 11 weeks to approve Anthony Milford. They've taken an hour to approve Brett Naden leaving the Bulldogs Mm. to go to the Tigers. Yeah, but it's Brett Naden. Who cares? I know that. But it's it's just another, another story they're about to write now. Yeah. We're all just, he's terrible. Anyway, Bulldog's probably happy that he's gone. We're all just living in Volandi's world, mate. What's your tip? I'm going to go Tigers. Yeah, same. I think the Tigers, they've, they've been playing pretty well. Um, like I said, they've been competitive at least in like at least a half a game of football every week. Um, and then sometimes they go away. The Doggies, I just... I can't, can't tip a team that can barely score 10 points a game. Like It's just hard to win games when you can't score points. So... Yeah, I think the Tigers could definitely put on at least 20 points in this game and the Doggies, well, I don't think they've done that all year. So, yep, uh, Tigers for me. Um, next game on Friday night, 7.55, Combank Stadium. This is a must-win for Manly, I'm going to say it right now. Parramatta have been playing pretty good in recent weeks. Um, they've had some pretty good opposition. Um, we're able to get up against the Panthers and we're a, a good game against the Roosters at Magic Round on Sunday. Uh, Manly, as we've said, I don't really know what that team's doing this year. They They... They just don't look. They just don't look competitive against any of the good teams. Um, this is going to be another test for them. So, I think Para win this, and I think they win it kind of comfortably being at home. How do you see this one, Reese? I see Parramatta winning as well. Manly will be competitive this week. They they turn up some weeks and don't turn up the other weeks. So I don't know what's happening there, but Tommy Turbo, if he wasn't right last week, hopefully he's right this week. Yeah, it's just a shame to see him not playing well. Yeah. He's, he's one of my favourite players to watch, and he's just been. He's just been off the bit a bit. I'm still on power to win this game. I don't think I don't think Manly can bounce back enough no. against a quality team like Parra. No, I think they desperately need another playmaker there. I don't think Kieran Fawn's really cut out for it. Uh, they don't really seem to be getting much. Oh, out I think of... Kieran Fawn's been good. I think the Fawns have let him down. No, I think for uh, Manly they're shut getting up the field, but they've got Josh Schuster back this week, which is a big in for him. Like he plays like another five man anyway, so yeah, he gives he does. another attack. Schuster is big um, for them, yeah. Yeah, I just think their forwards have been a bit bit too quiet this year for Manly. They aren't getting them up the field. Parramatta forwards have been pretty good. Yep. Uh, moving on, 3 p.m. on Saturday at Jubilee Stadium in Sydney. The Dragons are hosting the Warriors. Another uh, cellar-dweller game, this one. Um, 
the Dragons and the Warriors, they both put up some sort of performance on the weekend, but I don't know. That was two closest games of the weekend. They had yeah. Dragons on the golden point and the Warriors lost by two, so I don't know. They were both close. I'm definitely going for St. George this week. I don't think the Warriors will be battling for the spoon at the end of the year. Yeah, I think this, I've said before, I think the Warriors are just, they're going to probably start imploding now. Um, Reese Walsh still does some good things for him. Sean Johnson now and then. I don't know if Sean Johnson, he seems like he's lost a step or two now after all these injuries. He doesn't seem to quite be the same player. The Dragons, even though they're not setting the world on fire, they've still got Ben Hunt. You know, they've still got Jack DeBell in there and Jack Bird. They've still got some some quality players there. So I think the Dragons, if if in a weird way, if you can even say it, they might outclass the Warriors this week for me. So I'd say Dragons probably 1-12 to 12 for me. If um, the Warriors are any chance of scoring, they probably just need to wait for Aaron Woods to have a glitch again. <laughs> that was another good moment from the weekend. I, I had to watch that a few times. Aaron Woods just running out of the try line off his own line from the try line, just uh, <laughs> running at no one, and the play went straight that's, past him. That's Rugby League 2 on the PlayStation. That's just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, control... Running down the field and... Yeah, con- oh, man. Controller disconnected. No, he just... Uh, I don't know what he was on about then, but whatever you're smoking, <laughs> Woodsy, um, yeah, pass some our way, mate, because it looked like the good stuff. Uh, big uh, game for the weekend, 5.30 p.m., the mighty North Queensland Cowboys up in Queensland Country Bank Stadium in Townsville hosting the Storm. Uh, Jerome Hughes has been named at halfback, so he should be back in the lineup, which is a huge in for the Storm. Obviously, no Pappy. He's still a few weeks away. Seve and Olam are in the centres. Uh, Coates on the wing. So their back line's looking a little bit better. Um, the Cowboys have been flying high. Uh, five times this year, the Cows have actually held their opponents scoreless in the second half. Um, still the second best defense in the league. Uh, they did the same thing against the Tigers, shut them down in the second half. Um, really interesting clash. I my heart says the Cowboys and the Storm. Yeah, look, if Pappy was there, I'd be ticking, tipping Storm no worries. But I don't know. I just thought they really, really missed what I mean. Pappy's been absolutely lights out this year. I mean, they've all been playing well. The Storm, but Pappy has been leading the. the the league in scoring. He was leaguing the Daly M points. I mean, he was absolutely just phenomenal every single game. Not having his absolute brilliance, a la like Tommy Turbo was last year in Manly, it's almost like a completely different team without him. So they're still a quality lineup, but they just don't have that crazy X factor without Pappy there. So I, yeah, I can't tip a game. I'll probably bet with my heart on this one and go Cowboys at home. But how do you see it? Uh, Storm rarely lose two in a row, so they do. It'd be very, very surprising if they lost this game as well. I found this. Uh, I was laughing when I looked at this uh, matchup, but the two front rowers. I just saw that. I just saw that. Yeah, Ruben Cotter and Brandon Smith. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in the NRL these days, but the two front rowers used to be the two fastest and biggest and strongest men on the field. Yep. And now we've got two hookers playing in front row. I think it's I a. Like I think it's an absolute genius stroke from from Craig Bellamy. Uh, I think he's seen how Ruben Cotter goes. The the Cowboys, like I said, they haven't been traditional in recent weeks putting Ruben Cotter at the front row, but they definitely have a much more mobile forward pack, and they just seem to be still chewing up the meters. But they seem to be versatile. They seem to be quicker on their feet. They seem to be able to make little half breaks and evade defenders, and they get upfield pretty quickly. And I think. Uh, the master coach, uh, Craig Bellamy, seen that and go, righty we're going to match five for five here. We're going to put cheese in at 10 and uh, 
do the same thing you're doing with Ruben Cotter. I think it's an absolutely great move. I think that's worth the price of admission right there, Cheese versus Ruben Cotter. Yeah, I'll be in the game watching, but I think the Storm are going to be too good. Um, the Cows haven't played too many too many top-ranking teams this year. They got they got Parramatta uh, Eels a couple of weeks ago up in Darwin, which looked very hot, where mm. Cowboys would be way more attuned to the conditions than yeah. Parramatta Eels. I think the Storm will have a rocket up from Craig Bellamy this week, and if they turn another performance like they did against Ben uh, Spencer, they'll be walking home from Townsville to Melbourne. So they probably don't want to do that. Hmm. I think uh, Cameron, Cameron Munster and Jerome Hughes, they'll be sharing MVPs on the weekend. Yeah, Hughes is a big in. I mean, if Hughes was not out, would you still be tipping Storm? Oh, if Hughes was out, I'd probably tip the Cowboys. Okay. Munster can't do everything by himself, but yep. I think Hughes coming back in and Hughes got... He's got let go by the Cowboys. Didn't even get really a look in the play for the Cowboys. So he's, he'll be there to show them what they've missed out on as well, as most players do if they got let go by a club. Well, on Saturday night, mate, you're going to want to leave that stadium pretty quickly and get home because we've got another blockbuster at 7.35 at the Sydney Cricket Ground. The Sydney Roosters hosting the Penrith Panthers. Um, both teams coming off great wins at Magic Ground. Uh, the Roosters have got a little pep in their step. Tedesco's been firing on all cylinders. Walker and Keary have been very strong. Um, Sawali's been quite impressive out on the, out on the wing. Um, the forwards seem to be rolling along again nicely. Connor Watson gave him some punch when he came onto the field. The Panthers are the Panthers. They're looking absolutely like world beaters as usual. But I think this is going to be another close one. I think we've got uh, any team eight points or less game happening here. No, I'm against you. Panthers will win this by 25 points. <laughs> Why are Victor they going to win by 20? Yeah. Victor Radley's out for the uh, Roosters, so it's a big out for them. Yeah. Also, they played good last week, so the Roosters can't play good two weeks in a row this year. Could be a plus Radley not being there because he probably would have done something stupid in the first five minutes and got sent off, so he usually does that in big games. Nah, I'm on the Panthers. They'll be way too good. They can't they win every so, game. They, they can't play. win every game, mate. No, they lost the other week against uh, Paris, so. Oh, that's right, they did. <laughs> they probably only dropped two games this year. <laughs> True. All right, we'll move along. Sunday, 2 p.m. at Apex Oval out in Dubbo. The Rabbitohs are hosting the Canberra Raiders. Kind of a bit of a nothing game, really. Um, both teams have been quite uninspiring. The Raiders did absolutely put the Sharks to the sword, though. They they pumped them in the first half and were able to hold on to win. The Rabbitohs. Yeah, they were good, the Raiders. They like, were. They were good without Jack White and stuff like that. So I, I didn't give the Raiders too much of a chance the other day. And having a couple of players back this week, They've probably rolled the Rabbitohs, eh? They've just been uninspiring, the Rabbitohs. Well, how did that happen? How did the Raiders just all of a sudden put on that performance? Because like you said, they were very, very impressive against a decent Sharks team. Did the Sharks just get it on the piss in the Caxton the, the night before and the Raiders just got a good 10-hour sleep before the game? Like, How did that happen? Well, on the down low, um, you could tell Jared Croker was never playing in this game for the Raiders. Magic mm, round. Have, you got a, have you got a scoop for us, Buzz? I've seen him out very, very late on the Saturday morning. Well, where, Sunday morning. Where was Whereabouts did you see him, mate? Oh, I was just at some um, country bar. Does it have a name? Johnny Ringo's. Johnny Ringo's. Yeah. No, he was a good fellow. He's uh, enjoying himself. <laughs> and I was like, well, he's definitely not playing today. <laughs> and yeah, he must, have, he must have inspired the players come in the morning when they just got up. Said, come on, boys, you just need to win the day. Get me through the day. <laughs> and they turned up for him. So who's your tip in this game? Oh, I'm saying Raiders. It's, it's going to be a close game, but I think the Raiders, 
rabbits are in a bit of a slump at the moment. I can't see them really getting out of the field. Yeah, they're um they're very hit and miss at the moment. The rabbitos. Um, yeah, I really can't put a finger on them as well. I mean, we both tipped them. To, I mean, they had a. I think it was wasn't it fifteen and a half wins at the start of the season, and we both thought put your home loan on the under. Like, there's no way the Rabbitohs are going to win fifteen games this season. Yeah, and uh, it's starting to look that way now. They're just they they look all, they look pretty good against the bad teams, and the Raiders are a bad team. But yeah. I mean, who they knows? They scored thirty two points on the weekend, but it was against the Warriors. Yeah, so yeah. They didn't they didn't look real crisp at all, and no, they just let the Warriors back in the game in the second half. Like, give them, give the game another two minutes, and the Warriors win that game. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, Cody Walker, he has flashes of brilliance, but he is definitely missing Adam Reynolds. Yeah, like. He needs a player to guide around the park, and he needs the he needs the trail at the back to help him out a bit. But they didn't look very they didn't look like they should have won the other other day against uh, the Warriors. No, and, and Damian, Warriors. Damian Cook needs a big game too. I think Sunday four p.m. Seabus Super Stadium in the Gold Coast Tigers versus Sharks. Sharks have got to bounce back surely after that woeful performance against the Raiders. The Titans. Titans have actually been not bad in, in recent weeks. Um, Jaden Campbell looks like he's definitely given them a bit of a spark. AJ Brimson's gone back to the six, but just with the speed that they've got between Campbell and Brimson, they seem like they're starting to cause a little bit of havoc towards uh, team defenses. And Brimson, you know, his first year at 5'8", it was going to take a little bit of time for him to get there, and he's had a few games back at fullback as well. Um, the forward pack is the normal forward pack, except they're still missing Dave Fafida. Uh, how do you see this one, Reese? Like the Panthers, but the Sharks are probably, well, Panthers are way better than the Sharks. So I'm saying the Sharks probably bounce back this week. I should have said like the Storm, the Sharks, Sharks will bounce back this week. Um, they won't put in two bad performances. And saying that, the Tigers can show up at home as well. So this is my flip of the coin game for the round. This is the hardest, hardest game to tip, I reckon. I will say the Titans will win, but I would not be surprised with the Sharks. Yeah, I'll um, even though it's on the Gold Coast, I reckon the Sharks bounce back and win this one pretty comfortably. The Titans are still a horrible defensive team, even though they can put on some points. Yeah, I think um, I think the Sharks will definitely bounce back, and uh, the boys will get another win. Nico Hines back at seven, so they got him and Moylan running around. So I think that's going to be much better for them. And uh, yeah, I think the Sharkies bounce back and get back in their groove. <laughs> That's going to do it for NRL 720 podcast for this week. Extra delay. Sorry for that. We finally uh, sweated out all the toxins. Reese, hopefully you get your voice back by the end of the weekend so you can cheer on the Cowboys. I'll be good to go, man. I'll be good to go. <laughs> all right, we'll see you next week.